Amen. Hallelujah. Are y'all excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Yeah. Yes. Amen. He saw fit to wake us up this morning and start us on our way. That is something to be excited about. Can you stand up and worship with us this morning? Amen. Amen. Amen.
Good morning, Rushwood. You may be seated. Aren't you glad that in, even in times when we fail him, he never fails us? Amen. Aren't you glad of that this morning? Hey, just a few quick announcements. We want to say welcome to all of those visitors visiting with us today and also to C4. Thank you guys so much for coming out and being with us today. <laughs> Worship team did an awesome job on the first song. We're looking forward to what you guys got left for us. Uh, but real briefly, we want to touch the announcements. Uh, how many of you came to Love Life yesterday? Can I see your hands? We had several of you guys come out to Love Life yesterday for the prayer walk. Our adoption week uh, was yesterday, Saturday was yesterday was yesterday, our adoption week, and uh, you guys came out and showed up in a real good way. We had 142 people at the prayer walk yesterday. Let's give God some praise for that. Uh, we also had five people uh, to step forward at the end and take a further, more commitment to uh, the sanctity of life. So let's give God some praise uh, for that as well. Hey, uh, don't forget about our Wednesday nights here. Uh, we have something for everybody here at Rushwood. I say that every week because I think that's awesome. We've got something for everybody, all age groups here at Rushwood. And so we want to highlight those, our Awanas program, our youth program. We're having a world religions and cult study in the Senior Life Center from 7 to 8 uh, p.m. every Wednesday night. You can drop your kids off at 6.45 and pick them up at 8.15. Uh, we want to make sure you understand that as well. And also, don't forget that we have a meal every Wednesday night from 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. Uh, we ask uh, for $5 for adults, $3 for children, and 11 and under is free. It's been a pretty good meal so far, don't you think? Even if Chad Lambeth has been cooking it, it's been a really good meal. Uh, also, Love Made Visible Week is starting today and running through next Sunday, if you didn't get the green sheet that we were handing out the last couple of weeks uh, that highlighted all the items we're asking you guys to be uh, participants in, uh, we have some more of those in the back. Uh, you can see anybody on hospitality team, they'll make sure that you get one. Uh, we just wanted to talk about a few of those things, though. Don't forget that the trade 10 pickup uh, is Tuesday from 10 to 6 in the Worship Center 2, which is right across the way here. If you have any questions about that, you can see Miss Katrina Floyd about that, and she can answer any of those questions, I'm sure. Uh, and Wednesday night, August 21st, we are collecting tissues and hand sanitizers, uh, hand sanitizer for Donnelly Laughlin uh, Elementary School. That's kind of our school that we adopt. It's right here, right around the corner, uh, just a stone, throws away, stone throw away. And uh, so we are adopting them, and we do something like this every year for them. Last year we took up about four to five, what'd you say, Katrina, about big, big totes full of hand sanitizer and tissues, and man, it was like Christmas morning uh, to those teachers because they just don't get that kind of stuff. So please, please participate in that. Bring hand sanitizer and tissues uh, for the school. You can also bring that uh, through next Sunday as well on August the 25th. Uh, August the 25th at 5.30 p.m., we're asking you to go to any Asheboro City School any Randolph County school and gather with fellow believers and pray for our schools, our children, our teachers, and everybody involved. Amen? If there was ever a time that we needed to pray for our, our kids and our schools and our teachers, it's today. Don't you think? 
Don't you think, I mean, come on, don't you think it's, it's time for us to pray for it? Next Wednesday, August the 21st from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, in the green room right behind the, uh, the worship center here or right behind the stage, we'll be starting a new 13-week program called Divorce Care. Uh, this is open to anyone in the community that is separated, recently divorced, or been divorced for a while. Abby Kearns and Jason Turner will be leading this. So if you've got any questions, you can see them after the service, but there's also some information on the back tables as well about this if you have more information, if you want more information. If you're a first-time guest with us, thank you so much for coming out and being a part of Rushwood family this morning. We're so glad you came. We would love to get to know you a little better. Uh, we have a first-time guest table on, on the left going out the center aisle here. If you'll take the first-time the first -time Connect card located in the back of the pew in front of you, fill that out, drop it off at the table. We, we'd love to see you, talk to you, answer any questions that you might have about Rushwood. We have a little small gift for you and then some information that we can give you as well. So uh, do that if you're a visitor. Okay? Y'all ready for worship? Didn't they do good? I just want to remind you, though, before the ushers come, uh, we are taking up an offering today for C4. So if you if you do want to give to this lovely, lovely church, this church plant in uh, the southern Guilford area, we're excited about that. We're excited about what God's going to do uh, through this church. We know he's going to do great things. Mark that on the envelope again, like Brent's already said, so that we can make sure we get it to Orion and Felicia and C4 Church. Amen. Come on, y'all stand with us as the ushers come forward and continue to worship. Won't he do exceedingly and abundantly above anything you can ever ask or even imagine? Yes. And not only will he do it once, he'll do it again and again and again and again. He just wants us to try him out. You know, he just wants us to trust him with everything, with anything, just to lay it down before him, you know? And I, so I know all of us, most of us, we got things that we've been praying about, we've been on our knees about, and we just want those walls to fall. And you know what? It may be years, but we're going to keep on pressing. We're going to keep on believing that he's going to do it because he's a God who will absolutely do it. He is faithful. Yes. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Walking around these walls, I thought by now they'd fall. But you have never
you know that you know that you know that no matter what, he will never fail us. He will never let us go. He will never let us down. He is always there. He is a present help in the time of trouble. He is a way maker. He is still a miracle worker. I'm sorry. We're talking about, yes, Jesus here. Yes, the one who rose up on the third day and he sits right now at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, interceding for all of us on our behalf. Yes, this is the Jesus we're talking about. Yes, he is absolutely a way maker. Yes, when there's no way, when we can't see a way out, he is right there. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You are here, moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, working in this place. I worship you. I worship.
even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop.
Pastor Ryan, are you sure Southern Guilford County is ready for that? That was good. That was wonderful. If you didn't feel the Holy Spirit, if you didn't feel the Holy Spirit in that, something's wrong with you, just, just to let you know this morning. Praise God. Let's take just a minute here. We've got a couple that we want to pray over this morning, and they're going to come and move into place. Just take a minute to greet everybody. You might not have had time to do that this morning. Just those around you, welcome them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ today. Take just a second. Let's greet each other. Thank you so much for greeting each other in the name of Jesus. I should have told you don't sit down. Just remain standing this morning. A couple of years back, our church was going through kind of a downtime, kind of a tough time. We had made some changes in a positive, what we felt like was a positive direction, but not everybody necessarily saw it that way. And we lost some folks and we lost some momentum and, and it was just kind of a tough time to be the pastor of this church. It was probably a tough time to be in here. But during that period of time, God brought some really special people into our fellowship, brought some wonderful encouragers into our fellowship. And it's amazing how God had several folks here for just a few years and then he's moved them on to different places and they're ministering in different places. And this is one of those couples. And uh, I will always be connected to them. I will always appreciate God bringing them in. The encouragement that they have done for me as the, past, the lead pastor here and for our church. And look, they're very quiet and unassuming. Some of you may have never even known that they were here. But they've done amazing, amazing work. And this is John and Lori Stauffer. They came to us from Indiana just a couple of years ago. 
Lori, if your kids have been part of Rushwood Kids, she's the one that just goes the extra mile always. She decorates her room, I mean, just in amazing ways. Basically creates works of art within her room to bless our kids and to help them know more about Jesus. And so quiet and so unassuming, but has just done such a great job. And John is actually a Wesleyan ministerial student. He's been taking classes toward that, and they just have an amazing testimony. And they've been part of our fellowship, like I said, for the last couple of years. But now, because of a job change, God is leading them to the Charlotte area. And so we're working to try to get them plugged in at a church there in that area. And uh, so John can continue to study in ministry for the Wesleyan Church. And we're just, I just love these folks so much. And today is their last day with us. They're about to, to move to the Charlotte area. And we're going to miss them greatly. They have done so much work behind the scenes. And would you just show them your appreciation this morning for what they've done? And we never like to send anyone out without praying over them and praying God's blessings over them, especially when they have committed their life to do ministry for God. And so we want to pray over them specifically this morning. That's going to be part of our prayer for this service. And I don't know, we say that we, it seems like we say this a lot lately. If you're going through something especially tough right now, if you've got some sort of battle going on, some of you, you've let me know about the things that are happening uh, behind the scenes and some of you may have not maybe it's just between you and God if you would like special prayer this morning we'd love for you to gather right here we'd love for you not that we can't pray for you at your seat not that God isn't out there as much as he is here but it's just something special about saying I need a special touch from God I need him to move in a special way so I'd like to invite you if there's anyone who needs special prayer for anything in your life right now along with praying for this couple we would love to have the opportunity to pray for you. Uh, so if you would like to, just step right out. Uh, by the way, let's praise God. Dean Kearns is back with us this morning. We, we prayed for Dean and, and through the surgery for cancer and everything else, God has just really been there for her and she has just done excellent uh, in the recovery phase, and we are so glad that she's back with us, talking about people who have blessed our children in this church and blessed this church. Dean is also one of those folks, and we are just so thankful to her and the entire Kearns family for what they do, and we're thankful to God for his protection of Dean and his comfort to them during this time. Um, if you would like to join around these folks, anybody who would like to just come up and just signify that we are a family together, that we support each other, the word says to bear each other's burdens. And if we bear each other's burdens, then we will fulfill the law of Christ. And so that's what we're doing here this morning. Through prayer, through seeking the power of the Holy Spirit, we are bearing each other's burdens. Look, if you're part of this church, if you're connected to this church, we don't want you to ever have to walk alone. We want you to know you have a support network here. You have people who love you and are going to go to God on your behalf. And not just say it in words, but we're also going to walk it out in deeds. And so we're so thankful that we get to pray for each other this morning. Um, we're going to start out again praying for John and Lori and the ministry that God is going to do through them. Let's join together in prayer. Heavenly Father, you are, we declare this morning, you are a way maker. When there seems to be no way, when there seems to be no way forward for us, when our path seems to be blocked, God, you are the God that moves obstacles. 
There's no water too deep. There's no mountain too high. God, you can get us through anything because you are God. And God, sometimes we know that you allow us to go through valleys. Sometimes you allow us to go through changes in our lives that we maybe did not expect. You allow things, but God, even in the midst of all that, you're working. As we just sang, even when we don't see it, you are working, God, and we thank you that you're that way. As we talked about last week, even when we don't know what you're doing, Jesus is there, sometimes seemingly in the shadows, but he's there working on our behalf, and the Holy Spirit is moving on our behalf. And so, God, we thank you that you're like that today. We thank you that that is who you are. Father, we thank you for brothers and sisters in Christ that you move into our lives for a season. And God, sometimes we wish that season was longer. Sometimes we, we wish it would be for the rest of our lives here on this earth. But God, you have your plans. And God, sometimes you make a way into an area that we did not think was going to happen for us. And so God, this morning we come to you thanking you for this couple who has meant so much to our church over the past two, two and a half, three years, God, that they have been here. Thank you for the work that they have done. Thank you for their heart for this church, heart for the children of this church, God. And we thank you, God, that we believe that as they move on to another ministry, to another place to worship you, to another area of this state, God, that you're going to continue to use them, and you're going to make them a blessing. And God, I pray that we were a blessing to them while they were here. I pray that we, not only did we take something from them, God, but we put something through your Holy Spirit in their lives that they're going to be able to carry to this new place. And so, God, we praise you for the Stauffer's time here. And we are sad that today is their last Sunday, but, God, we know that there's something that you're going to do through them in the Charlotte area. And, God, we don't know the future. Maybe your plan is that one, sometime they'll come back around this way. We just don't know that, but we put that all in your hands. But we want to pray over them this morning. We want to pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. God, we are asking you to move in their lives and use them to be a light for you. Father, we praise you so much for your blessings to them and through them, and we thank you that we got to know them, and we will always be connected by what happened here at Rushwood Church. Father, we thank you for Dean, and we thank you for the, the touch that you brought into her life, God. We thank you so much that she is able to be here and she is able to worship you. Lord, we know her personality well enough that she did not like the Sundays that she had to miss. But God, we are so thankful that you've brought her back and you have made even this work together for the good of these, this couple that loves you and they're called according to your purpose, God. And so we're, we're so thankful for the Kearns family and what they have meant to this church over the years, and we're thankful for Dean, God, and what you are doing in her life. And God, there's others here this morning that need a special touch from you. God, I'm praying for Lydia right now, God, and we know that she has uh, a thing that she has to deal with, uh, a disorder in her body that she has to deal with on a daily basis, God, but we believe that you are a healer. And even when the doctors say, uh, this is going to be something you're going to have to deal with for the rest of your life, God, if, if that's not your will, it won't be that way. You are greater than any doctor. You are greater than any diagnosis. And so, God, we pray that you would give her strength. God, if you, if you choose not to heal her of what she's dealing with, God, we know that you will give her the strength uh, to bear up under that and still to serve you and walk with you. And so, God, we want your will and we want your way in this young life. God, we are so thankful not only for that youth but for all of our Rushwood youth here. 
God, we are thankful that you are raising up a generation that will love and serve you. No matter how dark it is in, the, in this world, God, we thank you so much that they are going to shine like bright lights in that darkness, God. And we pray that you would use them and we pray that you would bless them. And God, may we look at them and just be amazed how much more work they've done for you than we've been able to do. And so, God, we pray that your hand would be upon them. Father, we thank you for C4 Church. God, we thank you for their ministry to us in worship this morning, leading us to praise you and to seek you in song, God. What a wonderful ministry that you are putting together here. We thank you for the team that you have put together. We thank you for Ryan and Felicia. We thank you that they are stepping out in faith. God, I know this might not have been their plan from the beginning, but God, it was your plan from the beginning. And so, God, we just pray that you would pour your blessings on this church. God, that you would enlarge their territory. God, that you would do a new thing through them in Southern Guilford County. God, I pray that the school where they're going to start meeting, God, that school would be positively affected by what goes on through this ministry, God. That the community surrounding them, God, would be positively affected for the kingdom. God, we pray that you would draw people in, that they would just be curious about what you're doing in this ministry and you would get the right people, the ones that are supposed to be part of this family that's developing, God. I pray that you would bring the right people in to bless this ministry. Be with Ryan and Felicia, God. We know there's nothing new that starts that Satan doesn't come against. But we are thankful that greater is he that's within them than he that's within this world. And so, God, we go ahead and declare and we believe in faith for amazing things, for protection, for wisdom, for much fruitfulness for your kingdom. Thank you, God. Thank you that you are meeting with us today. Thank you that you are speaking with us today. Touch our hearts, and God, we want to leave this place looking a little bit more like Jesus than we did when we came in here today. We love you. We praise you. We exalt your name. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray all these things, and Rushwood Church said together, amen. Thank you so much for praying with us this morning. You may be seated. Church, several years ago, I, I was at one of our sister churches in Greensboro, a church called Christ Wesleyan, and I was visiting one of the pastors there, and I, he said, I want to introduce you to some, someone. And so uh, as I was there, he introduced me to this guy named Ryan Sims. And I had never met Ryan before, but you know when you meet somebody and you can just tell that God's going to do something special with them? That's the way I felt about Ryan as soon as I met him. And uh, I remember talking to him, and he was talking about he wanted to study Christian apologetics, and that was kind of where he, the lane he thought he was going to run in. And anyway, I was just so impressed with this guy. And, I have been blessed to be able to serve with him in different committees and different capacities. We, I was blessed to be on the ordination committee that actually ordained Ryan as a minister in the Wesleyan Church. And I'm just so proud that God has called him to what he's calling him to in, in this church plant that's about to happen. Remember, it's going to be on September 8th. 1030 Southern Guilford Middle School. That's going to be their launch time and their launch date and their launch place. And so we just ask that you would pray for them. I know he's going to tell you some more things about that, but be in prayer for them. And even if you did not get a chance to give when we had our offering, if you, if you want to do it now, if you want to fill out an envelope, put C4 on there, drop it in our giving box, we will make sure that it gets to them. You can trust these folks. 
God is going to do amazing things. I think you can already see that. And so, look, I don't want to take the time that he could have. Uh, he's got a message prepared for us today, and he's a great preacher. I believe God is going to do some amazing things through this sermon today. So I'm going to get out of the way, but I'm going to call Ryan Sims to come on up. Let's give Pastor Ryan some welcome as he comes. So glad, to, again, to have C4 and Pastor Ryan here. And uh, I'm sorry you're going to have to go back to me next week. But we've got him here for today. So uh, let's, let's uh, listen to what God has to say through Pastor Ryan. Amen. How's the church doing today? All right. I want to thank Pastor Brent and his wife, Julie. Let's give a round of applause for his ministry and his leadership. Come on, church. You can do better than that. This is your senior pastor who has sold and spoken into you. Yes. I echo what Brent says. I met Brent some years ago. Um, I've been a Wesleyan minister or Wesleyan pastor, I guess almost 10 years or so. So my background is Baptist and Pentecostal, so I call myself Wesleyan Costal. But um, I'm so excited to be here today, and I won't belabor before you too long. But um, when Brent asked what I teach in the big city of A-Town, I was excited. I looked at my wife like, baby, we're moving on up. You know, so we, we live in the city of Greensboro, and so we are so glad to be here today. And I want to just show a picture of my family real quick because studies show that if you show a picture of your family, you're more likely to remember me. So here it is. This is just my wife of um, 17 years. My oldest son was playing a drum. That's Ashton, my baby girl, Kendall. And both of them are single until they are 45. Amen. Yes. And then this is the rest of my family. The next picture, this is what I call C4 Nation, representing, that's right. So this is our, our, our launch team, some of the launch team here. Um, this is just what our family looks like. Um, and that's our, our team mascot called Sadie. She's a golden retriever. She is so adorable. I just love that dog to death. But, you know, the purpose of that, just so that way you guys can know who we are, what we're about, what God is doing in the life of our ministry. And so I'm so excited to be here today. Pastor Brent said, Ryan, can you preach on love? I'm like, bruh, have you seen my wife? I'm like, I can preach on love. That's something I can do. You know, you can't get a trophy wife like that without knowing how to kind of, she's shaking her head, so let me stop real quick. But Brent, you know what I'm talking about because you, you got Julie. And I don't know how you got her. So, so <laughs> brother, so you know about love, too. So, man, you married up. Yes, that's what we have to do. That's, that's what I had to do. But now, then I thought, just think about what I used to do when I was like the teenagers here, you guys' ages back in my day. You know, when we talked about love, you know, we used to do a little check mark box, do you like me, yes or no? Or we used to do this little thing up here that has a little, little paper mache type of thing. You, you guys write letters like that? Y'all don't do that? Oh, they looking at me like, no, we don't. Do this is what we used to do in my generation. We used to write letters, love letters, to our boyfriend or our girlfriend. And I would even take it a step further. There's this thing called a cassette tape and a, a, a jam box. I thought I was so in love with this girl that I met back in, like, elementary school. Back in, we didn't have, like, I, you know, iPods and things like that. We had to put a tape in the cassette press play, then press stop. And so what I wanted to do, there's this song that called, I believe it's, it said, I have a crush on you. 
And what I wanted to do was I had to literally write out the entire song. So I had to press play, stop, rewind, stop, and write down the entire lyrics. That's what I thought love was about. But today, we're going to talk about four biblical principles, what love is. It's not about the puppy love that we see here, um, you know, that we express through our teenage years and what God is doing. And so let me just kind of resonate with my older generation because I haven't always been saved. Amen. You guys remember Marvin Gaye, Ain't No Mountain High Enough? Okay, okay. Marvin Gaye, I heard it through the grapevine. How about my Elvis friends, you know, can't help falling in love? Okay, there's no Elvis fans. Praise God. <laughs> I thought I was in Ashboro. It's okay. How about I Want You, I Need You? That's a, a very popular Elvis song. Even Beyonce today, you got to put a ring on it. Amen? And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to put a ring on our relationship with him. And so if Beyonce is singing that, you, baby, before you date me, you have to put a ring on it. And that's what God wants us to do before we begin to really come into a connection with him. He wants to signify his relationship with us by giving you a ring and say, you are mine. That you are with me and I am with you. That you have that, that, that last name that you carry, Christ, Christian. That's what Christ wants to do. So my sermon topic for today is what love has, what, what does love got to do with it? Y'all remember that song about Tina Turner? You know, what love got to do with it? It's a secondhand emotion. What love's got to do with it? Who needs a heart, a heart that can be broken? And if we know anything about love, our heart will be broken at times. We know that our heart will be troubled sometimes. You know, growing up, there used to be this little nerdy guy following my little sister around, asking can he get her number, and we had to kind of tell him, no, you could not. And so that nerdy guy was so persistent about, you know, can I go out with you? Can I go out with you? And that's what Christ does. He says, I want you to be with me. He pursues you. He pursues you in a loving relationship. And see, what Christ wants to do, he, he's the real sacrifice of a love through a relationship. And see, and what he did, what we don't understand is that God had to send his son down to earth because we weren't getting it right. He had to send his son to earth because we needed to know what true agape love is like. And so I'm just going to talk about four types of love. The first love is eros. That's in the Bible. That's pretty much what we call our romantic love, E-R-O-S. The next one is called storge, which is the love between family members. Then we know with the love called Philadelphia, which is, you know, the, the brotherly city of love. That's Philadelphia. But where we're we going to land the plane today, where I'm going to kind of really just resonate, is about the agape love, the John 3, 16 love, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That love is sacrificial. That means that's something that he's willing to give. And so today, that's what we're going to talk about. So church, um, I am semi Pentecostal Baptist Wesleyan, so I need you guys to talk to me back and forth. And so this is a call and response relationship. So three points today. God love is perfect. God love is radical. And God love is obedience. Perfect, radical, and obedience. You can say he's a pro. Perfect, radical, and obedience. 
Why is God love perfect? That means I often wonder why does good things happen? Why does bad things happen to good people? You ever wonder that? Have you ever wondered why does things happen to me in the season of my life? And why am I dealing with this? I don't understand. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 6 says this. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scorns every son whom he receives. That's the King James Version. But I love this version. It says this. For the Lord's training of your life is the evidence of his, his faithful love. And when you draw nail close to him, it proves that he is your delightful father. And so what Christ is saying, that because I love you, there's some things that I may have to kind of correct in you. There's some detours that we have to kind of take. And so what he often growing up, when I was growing up, I have a twin brother. I don't know if you guys see him back there. This is a little nice chocolate-looking guy, bald-headed. That's my twin brother. And have an identical twin. Oftentimes, we do a lot of crazy stuff together. And many times, you know, my mama, she used to give us corporal punishment. If y'all know what that means, the belt used to hang on the doorknob in our bedroom. And my mother used to tell me she only would spank us because she loved us. Any parents know about that? I tell my mama, stop loving me so much. And so what we have to begin to believe is that when God loves us, that he's beginning to train us some things that we kind of acquired along the way that he does not want us to kind of pick up along the way. And so he has to reprogram, reprogram us or hit reset. It's kind of like if you're on a highway and you have to take a detour. See, detours are made by the Department of Transportation so that way they can make improvements to the road so that way you can get to your destination. And that's what love is for God. Sometimes God has to come into our lives and begin to make improvements in us and through us. He has to fix, build, correct, and improve. So every year, this is summertime vacation, and, you know, I believe my wife and I, we took a vacation some years ago to Disney World, and we packed a car. It looked like this right here. It was packed down and it was just nice and loaded with just suitcases and we're taking our kids to Disney World and this was maybe coming up picture maybe not there cool it's okay if it's not there um so it was a picture of the National Lampoon's Vacation you guys remember that movie <laughs> this is them that's what we were a few years back we we're taking our kids to Disney World we were ready to go and then a detour took place car trouble roads and detours and then this is how our vacation ended up after that <laughs> but let me say this we need moments like this in our lives to understand the difficult place that God has placed us there so that way we can get a better perspective of who he is sometimes our perspective is based on the environment that we're in and what God wants to do is he wants to draw you out of that perspective and give you a whole new lens. I can put it this way. We have to know that his love would never put us where his presence would not sustain us. Let me say that one more time. We have to know that his love will put us somewhere where his presence would, could not sustain us. So he has to be there. He loves us so much that the presence of where he's at even in the midst of the mess that we're in, his love sustains us. And so today, 
I don't know if there's someone here who needs God's radical love because we all do. Radical love is something where he would leave the 99 sheep to go after the one. He's so radical in knowing that he wants your relationship with you, he would leave the flock to go after one. Now I'm a businessman. I'm a marketplace leader. I do sales and marketing for Marriott and Hilton Hotels. I'm an area sales manager in a few different markets and I do consulting. And so I understand about supply and demand. You know, you have a supply, you have demand, but I'm not going to leave a supply on the table just to go grab one. Because I have the chance or the, the potential of having more of a revenue with the 99 than I do with the one. But God says, you know what? You mean more to me than the, the 99, than, so he'll come and get you. That's radical. So God is asking us and asking you, what is your radical love today? What is your Isaac? Everyone has an Isaac. See, Abraham had the opportunity to sacrifice his son. He was so radical in the love that he had for the Lord. He said, you know what, Father? I will lay down my son's life to serve you. So what is God is asking of us today? What is God asking for you today? What are you willing to sacrifice? What is your Isaac? Is it your time? Is it your job, your relationship? We, we sung the song Waymaker. And after being married for 17 years, I can contest that marriage is not easy. It's difficult. It's a lot of work. There's some good days. There's some bad days. There's some no talking days. I mean, you guys get it. What is God asking of you right now that you're holding on to so close that you won't be able to sacrifice for him? And what if that sacrifice was the gateway to your breakthrough? What if that sacrifice was your gateway to your breakthrough? See, Jesus stepped out of eternity. He put on flesh. He became man. He was beaten. He, he died on a cross. He rose on the third day, and then he's coming back. What is your Isaac? And I was thinking about when we were talking about just training and how God wants to train us and through what he called us to do. And so I'm going to give this illustration. I need the first five C4 folks. Come on up on the stage real quick. Isaiah, Jay, Maddie, Big Dave Powers. Take care. So scripture, I wrote a scripture earlier today. It says that God wants to train your life. So this is what happens. This is not a really good train, so we're going to get in a good line. There we go. So what happens is that when God takes us on this journey called life, and he begins to operate as the conductor, he's the head. But oftentimes when we're on this journey of life, the conductor becomes the caboose. And so what happens, Jay says, this is Jay, everybody. Jay says he doesn't like the direction that we're going, so he's going to take the position of God and come up here. And now he's not following God, he's leading God. And that's when detours in our life begin to start taking place. 
Because if we love Christ enough, we know our position and our role to be submissive up under what he's called us to do. And so what happens, God is way back here asking, how can I lead you, but you're out in front of me? When we come into a loving relationship, we know our place and our disposition and our position within Christ's relationship. So what we have to do is we have to stay connected to the source because we won't operate independently from each other. And let's say Jay is the head of his house. Where Jay goes, his house goes. You, you get that? So what God wants us to do is Jay has to stay connected to the source. The moment that he disconnects from the source, that love and relationships become separate and he's going on his own destination. Then God has to begin and call the Department of Transportation and say, I need you to put some roadblocks up into their lives so that way they can realign their loving relationship with me. Thank you, God. His love would never put us where his presence does not sustain us. See, the radical God that we serve will come off the cross, come down from heaven, sit beside you, put you back together, and put you back in the fight. Too many of us don't have enough grit, Holy Ghost grit, to stay in the fight. We must not doubt in darkness what God has shown us in light. Let me say that one more time. We must not doubt in darkness what God has shown us in light. And God gave me this analogy. God said, Ryan, how do film develop? How, back in the day, I'm, I'm 42 years old, just in case you guys, you know, just to let you know. 42, so back in my high school years, we had like wood shop and mechanics and we took photography. And in photography, we had to take the pictures and we had to develop the pictures in school. And so to develop the pictures in a school is a process. You would have to go into a dark room. But the first thing you would have to do is you have to get the camera out take a picture, it has some film that actually rolled, you have to, you guys remember that. You had to go through, develop the film in a dark place, but the picture that you took was out in the light. Too often, too many times, we as believers, we doubt what God has shown us in light when we reach a dark place. So what God wants us to do is have a radical love to be willing to go through that dark time to have that picture exposed to be developed for the nations to see. Sometimes you have to reach back into him to kind of hold you through that process. And this hymn that I'm thinking about today was, Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. Anybody know that? Just to take him at his word. Just to rest upon his promise just to know, thus says the Lord. I'm so glad to trust thee, precious Jesus, Savior, friend, and I know that thou art with me and will be with me 
until the end. See, growing up, we used to sing a lot of songs. But I believe sometimes when we get into a place where we just don't know what to do, we have to pull onto something old that's historical, that has some foundation, that has some meat to it. That's a way maker that says, God, you know what? Tis so sweet to love thee. My third point for today, God love is obedience. We have to be obedient to his love without sacrifice because through your love, it is sacrifice. If you love me, you would do what I command, says the Lord. I will ask the Father, and he would give you another a helper to be with you. Let me tell you about my story about how we came to Christ Wesleyan Church. My son was playing baseball, and he said, Dad, I want to play soccer. I'm like, dude, are you serious? You're going to give a baseball to play some soccer? I'm like, for real? So what do we do as parents? We put them in, both our kids, into a soccer program called Upward Sports. It was offered at Christ Wesleyan Church. Um, we got some flyers at their school, so we went there. And um, my wife and I, we were in transition from a church in Greensboro, a very, very predominantly affluent African-American church, both holding leadership roles there. And God placed us there. So we started practicing going to Christ Wesleyan Church week after week, playing soccer, having fun, high-fiving the kids, loving on everybody, just a great community. And then we knew that we were in transition, and I'm like, Felicia, we got to come visit this church. We're not going to come here week after week and not fellowship. That's just not how we do life. And so what we began to do is that we went into the church one Sunday, and while we're driving out the parking lot, I said, sweetheart, this is where God's going to place us. But I didn't know anything about a Wesleyan church at all. Like, this is the best kept secret. And so what we had to do is I made an appointment with Pastor Jonathan Lewis, who's now our district superintendent. And he says, hey, let's, let's meet. So I asked the questions and like, your theology, make sure that everything's biblically sound. Because as a husband, I'm not going to put my family anywhere that's not biblically sound. Everything was perfect. The thing that really solidified our, our, our position with Christ Wesleyan was this. Pastor Jonathan Lewis said, we've been praying for a family to help bridge the gap of the community to our church. Because they were going out doing outreach, but the kids that they were bringing in, people of color, did not look like their church. I'm like, okay, cool. That's all we needed. Fast track it. Ten years later, Christ Wesleyan Church is now a living mosaic of heaven. It's Latino, there's Asian, there's black, there's white, we sing in English, we sing in Spanish, there's Cambodians. I mean, it's just, it's just a beautiful thing. But let me tell you about those dark places. It wasn't always pretty. There was some loss. Because when there's love, agape love, God-given love, there's a sacrifice. And in that sacrifice, we were triumphant. So sometimes you have to take big leaps of faith, even to the very thing that you're leaping towards. I remember when I was trying to date my wife, um, she was at the paint counter at Super Kmart, and that was back in the heyday. And um, I was looking at her, and she was looking at me, and her mom was looking at me too, like she was, her mom was sizing me up. They were out shopping for some paint, and they're like, okay, what's going on? So we were looking at each other, and so she saw that I was married at the time, I was kind of going through a divorce, and so now I'm 17 years in a marriage, but I had to take a leap of faith to ask her, would she go and go on a date with me. 
So we went out on a date. I cooked her chicken parmesan, her first meal. That was our first meal. Homemade chicken parmesan. I had the, the, you know, the music going. I had the thing. You know, I was doing what I do because I got her. <laughs> your radical faith, your radical love takes obedience. So if God is asking you to do something, you have to do it. So that's what brings up C4. Ministering with Pastor Jonathan Lewis, now with Ken Klein for about 10 years, and church is going on smooth, and went to a conference called Exponential, which is a church planting conference, and after that, God says, Ryan, you know what? I don't need you to apply for any other churches. I need you to go plant a church. I'm like, oh, okay. Christ Wesleyan is a healthy church, growing, vibrant, things are moving, but he says, I need you to go plant a church. I'm like, Okay. So we go out and pull our launch team together and we start surveying land and our executive pastor, Vanessa, she's here and there's a picture that we have up against the wall that we're actually praying for this land. And there's this old shopping center in Pleasant Garden, Winn-Dixie, you guys may know it. And driving around, we're looking for land and stuff and so what was going on is that we're leaking, where can we launch our church? Like where can we launch this church? So I called the ownership of the group, and they said, you know, hey, this is Ryan with um, C4 Church, and we're just looking at possibly, you know, leasing the land and how much the land will cost. And they're like, hey, great, Ryan, I'm glad that you called. And so this is what we need to do, and this is what we have called you to do, and can you just tell me how much the land costs so that way we can figure out if we can afford it? He just kept going around in circles. He would never ask, ask my question. But God says, Ryan, just ask. He said, I'm like, God, what do you mean just ask? So I'm talking to the guys like, you know, well, let's meet. We can schedule a site tour of the facility. We can go out there and just kind of survey the land. And God, in the back of my mom, as I'm driving down the highway, he says, just ask. I was like, this may be a huge, you know, just an off-the-wall question. Would you guys be willing to donate the land to the Wesleyan Church? Mm, radical. Without even blinking, he said, you know what? I don't own it. But let me call the guy who does own it and see what he says. And I'm in sales all day long. I get turned down daily. When he said, he didn't say no right off the back, guess what I did? I high-fived my daughter and my son. We kept driving down the road. Five minutes later, he said, Ryan, can we meet on Thursday? Come on, church. Can we meet on Thursday? Yes. And so what happens is this. We didn't get the land, but God wanted my obedience and my sacrifice. He wanted me to step outside my, my comfort zone. And so what God is asking of us today through love, will you be obedient to what he's asking you to do? Will you be obedient to lay down the things he called you to do? Because we need faith the most when fear in our lives is the loudest. We need faith the most when fear is the loudest. So I'm going to wrap up with this. As our praise team comes up here to close us out, to keep us in our time frame. I don't know what you may be struggling with today, tomorrow, or next week. My prayer is this. The agape love, the love, John 3:16, that where God so loved the world is sacrificial. 
I don't know what God is asking you to sacrifice today. I'm sure, Pastor Brent, there's many ministries that need support, and the support's not there. He's asking you to serve in children or serve in youth or serve as a greeter. If you're still living and breathing, you have a purpose. What will you sacrifice to serve the kingdom of God? Because God's love is perfect, God's love is radical, and God's love is obedience. So, Russia, my prayer for you today is that you will begin to walk in that perfect, radical obedience to what he's called you to do and continue to serve alongside with Pastor Brent and Julie. And let's tear Ashboro up side down. The reason why that we're planting churches, because there's more churches that's closing on a daily basis than churches are being planted. There's 368,000 people that does not profess Christianity in this triad area. 368,000. 200 churches are closing a week. So church, we need your help. The gospel needs your help. You know, um, my prayer for you today is that you guys will leave radical lives to the gospel. And Pastor Brent, what C4 is going to do is we're going to bless the family that's leaving the Charlotte. Because we are a multiplying church. So we're going to sow into their ministry today. And so we want to bless them as they go out to Charlotte and do what the work of God has called them to do. That's part of our DNA. As we multiply our C4s, we're going to have C4s in every zip code of the nation. Because we believe in the gospel. We believe in the multiplication. And so as you guys please stand and worship with us today. May God bless you and keep you. We're going to sing a song called Great Are You, Lord. And Father, I'm just going to close this out. Father in heaven, we thank you, God, for who you are. Because we know whose we are. Father, we believe in radical faith. Father, we believe in radical obedience. We know that your love is perfect. Your love is kind. And so, Father, today we ask that you will look down on this place and pour out your spirit. Father, we pray that we may decrease as you increase in us. Have your way. Bless this church. God, may you bless them exceedingly and abundantly more than they can ever ask for. God, we pray for Pastor Brent and his ministry. God, that you will continue just to do anew and afresh in him. Father, surround him with leaders, God, that will help him to carry this cross. God, we just pray for the leaders of this church, the leaders of this community, that people will see Rushwood in Asheboro, North Carolina, set on fire and ablaze for you. 
when they come around this corner, God, that they will see the Holy Spirit reigning upon this place. That when we leave this place tonight, God, that we will not be the same. Father, we love you and we honor you. It's in Christ that we pray. Amen.
Give God some praise, church. I just wonder how many of you, after experiencing some of the ministry of this church, this church is going to reach new people for the Lord, there's going to be great stories that come out of this ministry. I truly believe that. Now, if you're not going to do it, don't commit to it, okay? But I'd like to ask you this morning, how many of you would just raise your hand and say, I will commit every day from now until September 8th, every day from now until their launch date, to pray for this church? Like I said, don't do it unless you're going to commit to it. But if you would make that commitment that you're going to pray for this ministry, would you just raise your hand and say, I'm going to be a prayer partner for this church? Praise God. Thank you guys so much for being willing to pray for this ministry. I'm going to pray and we're going to be dismissed, but I, I would ask that you would continue to have them in your thoughts and prayers and support. Let's pray together this morning. Father, we thank you that you are building a family. From every tribe, nation, and tongue, God, you are calling together a family washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. The most powerful organization, the most powerful movement, the most powerful group in this world is the church. And God, I thank you that you are unleashing your church in such a wonderful way in Southern Guilford County. God, we pray your blessings on C4. We pray your, your blessings on Ryan and Felicia and their family, God. And we pray you continue to bless our church as well, God. Teach us new things. Expand our mind, expand our territory, God. I pray that Rushwood would be a greater light in this community than we are now. But thank you, God, that at the end of the day, there's not multiple churches, there's, there's not multiple groups, there's one group and there's one family, the church of Jesus Christ. And so, God, we are so thankful that we are part of that through his blood. Bless us, help us to leave this place, and God, we pray that we would worship you. We would not wait until next Sunday. We would not wait until Wednesday night. God, we would worship you with everything we do and everything we say, God, and that people would see Jesus in us. It's in his name we pray these things. We love him and we praise him. We ask in the precious name of Jesus. And Rushwood said together, amen. Look, I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. I hope to see you Wednesday night. I hope to see you next Sunday morning. God bless you. Have a great week. You're dismissed.